Coming up on today's edition of Locked On, QB1 on Locked On Eagles. Can Jalen Hurts ever get to the level where he can hold tight in a shootout like we saw in the divisional round of the playoffs between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes? If not, should the Eagles look into acquiring a veteran star quarterback through the trade market this offseason with the draft picks they have? Or should they focus on building the roster around Jalen Hurts? That's coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles, episode number three this week of five. Download it into your phone wherever you get the show. We're available in video form as well on YouTube. Just type in Locked On Eagles and make sure you subscribe to our channel. And we're on Twitter at Locked On Birds and at DiBiase. L-O-E. Since it is a Wednesday edition of the show, it's our flagship off-season show that we've also done throughout the regular season as well, but we moved it from Fridays to Wednesdays. It's Locked on QB1, and I have a loaded show today talking about Jalen Hurts, talking about the playoffs, talking about the potential veteran quarterbacks that could be available on the trade market in the off-season because, man, did that divisional round of playoff football really get me thinking even more about the quarterback position, about Jalen Hurts' future, and about where the Eagles' head is at with what to do long-term at quarterback. And guys, today's podcast is brought to you by OnlineGambling.com, the place to be for all the latest gambling news and tips throughout the NFL playoffs. Visit OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to get the edge over the competition throughout this year's postseason. And in this year's postseason, the second round featured incredible quarterback play, quarterbacks elevating their team. When all else at times seem to be failing, Joe Burrow helps elevate that Bengals offensive line and gets them into the AFC championship game. We saw as well Aaron Rodgers not play up to the MVP level he had all year. And for that reason, the Green Bay Packers lost to a team that did not have a good quarterback. And then, of course, the Sunday night game between the Chiefs and the Bills, that was maybe the best playoff performance, the best quarterback battle in postseason history between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And you watch Allen versus Mahomes become that historic quarterback battle. You watch Burrow lead the Bengals to their first AFC title in a decade despite a terrible offensive line. And I watched the Packers lose because of their quarterback. And I watched how important this position is, right? How much it can elevate and how much it can hold you back. And it confirmed so much of what we believe makes you a consistent long-term title contender year after year after year. And I watched some of the plays these guys made, right? I watched what Josh Allen could do on fourth and 13 off his back foot, throwing a 30 or 20 to 30 yard touchdown pass to Gabriel Davis. And then Patrick Mahomes in 13 seconds says, no problem. I can drive this Chiefs team down 40 yards and get them in field goal range and force overtime, right? I saw what Joe Burrow could do despite having no protection up front against the one seed in the Tennessee Titans. And I just saw some of the unworldly plays these guys made, especially outside of structure with their arm. And I asked myself, can I ever picture Jalen Hurts in this kind of situation, making that kind of play consistently? 
where if Jalen Hurts had to play the best of the best, like he did this year at times, can I ever picture him because he didn't do it in 2021? Can I ever picture him in this situation where it's 36-36 and he can find a way to win you that football game? Like Nick Foles did in Super Bowl 52 against Tom Brady. Like we saw Carson Wentz do a lot in 2017. You know, they had a similar battle with the Los Angeles Rams and with that high octane offense. Can you ever truly expect him to hold his own in that kind of contest? It's the question that we asked all year. Every single time Jalen Hurts in this Eagles team played another elite quarterback and a star-studded offense. And every single time the an- the answer we were getting, it kept being no. And so we already know the arm strength is never going to be there, right? He's never going to be able to make the throws that Josh Allen can make, that Patrick Mahomes can make, you know, that Justin Herbert can make. So we already know that part of his game is not going to be added. So can he get to the level where he can elevate the rest of his team with his arm in other ways, with his legs to the point where he can hang with those quarterbacks? I just can't imagine. It's a really good question. I'm not saying the answer is already no, but so far the answer is no. And again, we know he's going to have to find a way to do it in other ways. It's going to be harder for him because he doesn't have that God-given gift of arm power that these other quarterbacks have. And I don't know, it was just hard to watch those football games and not imagine Howie Roseman also watching that game and seeing Jeffrey Lurie also watch that game and then have them say after watching Bills, Chiefs, yep, I know they said in the press conference, but after that game, I'm like, are they really watching this too as I am with the same kind of eyes with more knowledge of football and what it takes to be consistently good and with their past obsession with quarterback? And yet the response would still be, yep, Jalen Hurts is the long-term guy. We're good here. We don't need to rethink this at all. I just will never believe that that's where their head is at. And they never said anything about Hurts being the long-term guy. They kind of committed to him being the 2022 starting quarterback. But I just, you can't tell me you're looking at the postseason and what it takes to be great. And and tell me that you believe that Hurts is the favorite to be that person for years to come. I don't know. And it's crazy to me being on Eagles Twitter that weekend, and we were all thinking the same thing and talking about it. It's crazy how some fans want Jalen Hurts to be the guy so bad because they're maybe it's that I think it's that they're so scared of instability again. And what happened with Carson Wentz really did just put a number on this fan base because for years they convinced themselves they had that franchise quarterback. They had that guy that could elevate everybody. And now that they feel like they have at least a guy, you know, there was so much unknown for an entire year unexpectedly. So, cause no one expected Wentz to drop off the face of the earth like he did in 2020. And so when they finally found some sort of stability in Jalen Hurts and then he gets you to the playoffs and he provides you the certain floor of comfortability, right? And he did score a lot with his legs and with this high-octane rushing offense that was number one in the NFL. I think that made people really comfortable, and I think they're scared of the uncharted waters again, of dipping their toes back in, and it might be cold. And it might, it might, there might be no fish in that water for a while. But I think that's part of it for sure. And some people were kind of like talking themselves out of elite quarterback play being what this team needs, like almost being overrated. And I know some of it is just people are trying to seek confirmation bias that they've been in on Jalen Hurts from the start and they really want to be right. But I don't think that's everybody. I think a lot of people are just really scared to do worse, right? Because Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback that you could win a lot of football games with for a long time. 
he's going to be that football player. He's going to be, you know, at the worst an Alex Smith or Teddy Bridgewater that is such a great teammate and leader and provides a certain floor. And he has mobility that if you have the roster, right, you can win nine, you know, seven to 11 games like they did this year going nine and eight and making the playoffs. But I just, you need more to be a consistent title contender. And the playoffs showed that. In the regular season, that kind of floor will get you in and it'll make you competitive all the time. But when it comes time to be in that quarterback gauntlet in the playoffs, you need, it was like, I was watching Allen and Mahomes and it was Godzilla versus King Kong. And then I look at Jalen Hurts, I'm like, is he a monster? I don't know if you guys watch Godzilla at all, but is he King Ghidorah? Is he Anguirus? Is he Mothra? Or is he Godzuki? Is he Godzuki? And right now, I just I couldn't imagine him being able to hold his own in that kind of fight. And I just I don't think he'll ever be good enough to be at that level. Louis DiBiase here. This is Locked on Eagles. It's Locked on QB1. And guys, today's show is sponsored by OnlineGambling.com. We're all looking for any edge these days. And I'd like to thank OnlineGambling.com for sponsoring today's podcast. If you don't know already, OnlineGambling.com is a website dedicated to giving betters the edge. Throughout the playoffs, they're providing you with the best NFL tips, news, and more to help make your bets as informed as ever. At the beginning of the playoffs, the experts at OnlineGambling.com, they asked me to show off my prediction skills and pick my Super Bowl finalists, which were the Buffalo Bills and they were the Green Bay Packers. So that really did not work out. Well, they are giving me, they're giving me a chance to change my picks heading into the conference championships. And I think between Rams and 49ers, the Rams are going to win and go to their second Super Bowl in four years. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Feel free to add you know, your takes and your expertise by getting in on the action. OnlineGambling.com, before you do it though, they're going to provide you with the best insight and give you the edge. OnlineGambling.com slash NFL, all the latest gambling news, tips, and odds to give you the edge throughout the playoffs. Remember, OnlineGambling.com slash NFL to make the most of this year's playoffs. Welcome back in Eagles fans to Locked on Eagles. It's your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. We thank you so much for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. It's a Wednesday edition of the show. So as always, that means it's our flagship show of the week. It's Locked on QB1 and we're diving into the long-term stability of the Eagles quarterback position. Is Jalen Hurts the guy? And the, the question this week is, is he the guy that can you know, you drop him in that situation that Josh Allen found himself in on Sunday night in Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes and that team. And they just kept coming. And Allen had a response every single time. And he put up 36 points. And with 13 seconds left, he took the lead against the greatest quarterback that's in the NFL right now. And I couldn't help myself but bring it back to the Eagles and think, can Jalen Hurts ever be that player? You know he's always going to give you a chance to be a playoff contender. But in the postseason, when it comes to consistently winning Super Bowls, which requires you going through multiple elite quarterbacks every single year, is he that guy? And I just really wonder what Howie Roseman was thinking. I would kill to be a fly on the wall wherever he was watching that game on Sunday night. And Jeffrey Lurie as well. And that brings it into another question that we have to ask today. And there's been a debate right now, you know, on Eagles Twitter back and forth, and it has to do with quarterback and it has to do with those three first round picks that they have in 2022. And it's based on a big if, and it has to do with a veteran star quarterback being available this offseason. If any veteran quarterback 
wanted to, because this is the big F. The big if is if a star quarterback wanted to come to Philadelphia, should the Eagles use those picks for that guy? Or should they take the opposite approach, keep Jalen Hurts in there, quarterback right now you can win with, and hope that he can eventually become a quarterback you can win because of? And while you're still trying to find out that answer in 2022, you patch up this roster with much-needed young talent, especially on the defensive side of the football, with four day one and day two picks in the first two rounds. It's a really interesting, fascinating debate that has to do with roster building, and it you know differs with each person's philosophy. So if a guy like Russell Wilson decided that because those quarterbacks are going to dictate where they go, even as crazy as it sounds because this guy deserves no leverage, even Deshaun Watson with that no trade clause can decide where he wants to play. And if those guys don't want to play in Philadelphia, it doesn't matter how many draft picks the Eagles have. It takes two to tango. But let's say Russell Wilson said, yeah, I think Philadelphia would be a good situation for me. And Seattle knows the Eagles can offer them more than any team when it comes to draft ammunition this year. And also a quarterback in Jalen Hurts, maybe even a guy like Andre Dillard for offensive line help. The Eagles have the most to offer a team that's looking to trade a star quarterback. So let's say in the hypothetical land here that that quarterback is okay with it. Do you move multiple first round picks? Maybe all three, maybe two in a second round pick, or maybe it's two of them and Jalen Hurts and Andre Dillard. Do you take that approach or do you try to make this roster really, really good and see if Jalen Hurts can take you to another level? Look, I'm not saying, for me, I lean towards, and not lean, I heavily favor going towards that star quarterback, i.e. Russell Wilson's really the only option to me. I'm not going to want Deshaun Watson this year. That uh, issue is not going to be resolved enough for me to feel comfortable with him being the quarterback moving forward. So let's say it's just hypothetically, it's Russell Wilson, who's the most realistic anyway. Can't imagine Aaron Rodgers would want to come to Philadelphia. I'm all in on trading what it takes to get that player. And that isn't me saying ignore the roster completely and just let a quarterback make you complacent when it comes to upgrading at linebacker and corner. I'm not saying... Make sure quarterback just carries you and you say suddenly you have a mindset of, oh, we have an elite quarterback. We don't need to really invest any significant resources in this roster because he's got us, right? Because we saw what Carson Wentz could do in 2019. We don't, we don't need to invest in these other positions. I don't want a star quarterback to make this team complacent. I want this roster to be uber talented on both sides of the football. And don't just patch up the roster with Band-Aid signings a lot like you know Chip Kelly did when he was general manager. And sometimes Howie Roseman has done, especially on the defensive side of the football. I'm not saying take that approach. But at the same time, until you have that franchise quarterback, you're just not going to be a consistent contender. You're, just, you're not. That's the reality. Look at all the final four teams right now in the conference championships. The San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Kansas City Chiefs, all four of those teams in the last decade have found consistent winning. And it was with a strong roster and with average to good quarterback play. Heck, the Rams made a Super Bowl with that, with Jared Goff. The 49ers did the same thing two years ago with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Chiefs and Alex Smith were winning 10-plus games pretty much every single year before Patrick Mahomes came in. And before Joe Burrow was with the Bengals, you know, Andy Dalton consistently got them into the wild card round. So those teams, look at these final four as an example. They all had a certain floor of winning. But even these four teams knew that the strong roster they had around an average quarterback was not going to be enough to be a consistent contender. 
Even those teams who had all the excuses in the world to keep running it back and be complacent said, no, we want more. The Chiefs went for Patrick Mahomes. Look how much better it made them. The Cincinnati Bengals got Joe Burrow. Look how much better it made them despite having holes on that roster. The San Francisco 49ers, yeah, they made it to the NFC title right now with Jimmy Garoppolo, but I bet you they'd be a whole lot better. And they recognized it if they had a better quarterback. And it's why they traded up for Trey Lance. And I bet you they're a better offense in 2022. And the Los Angeles Rams were the same exact kind of team with Jared Goff. And they said, no, we need more. And Matt Stafford in his first year is a great quarterback that won you a game against Tom Brady with two huge throws in the clutch to set up a game-winning field goal and went toe-to-toe with the GOAT. Jared Goff is not doing that. He's shown that he's not doing that. And so all of these teams took the approach that you need to be a consistent contender, and it's worked out for all of them. And so just look at the playoffs this year, Eagles fans, and then ask yourself if you're okay with the other strategy of really just making this roster great and then being okay at quarterback. It's just not a realistic strategy to be great. It's not a realistic strategy to have a juggernaut roster around an average to good quarterback. It's not. There's too many what-ifs and variables in the NFL. There's a salary cap. There are too many draft misses, especially with the Eagles. Like You don't want the Eagles to give up, pick 15, 16, and 19 for Russell Wilson. Guys, the Eagles, look at what they've done with pick 15 to 32 over the years. You're telling me you wouldn't trade Derek Barnett, Jalen Rager, and Andre Dillard for Russell Wilson? Now, they haven't always missed. They've had some huge first-round picks the last decade. You know, Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox are a ways back, but they were nails. They were perfect first-round picks. You know, Devontae Smith last year as well. So they've had good first-round picks, but none of them make the kind of impact on their own that a franchise quarterback does. And the picks 15 to 32, they're not consistent enough. Look at not just the Eagles, but the entire NFL. Each year, there are so many busts or just, you know, okay to good players in that range. And while three really good, you know, good players in the first round this year would be perfect and which would would really help the Eagles long-term, but it would not be to the level of what a Russell Wilson could do. If I can get Russell Wilson, I am doing it. I'm 100% doing it. And I hate the take, we aren't a quarterback away. Yes, you are. Most teams are. No roster is ever going to be perfect with a salary cap, with the unknowns of the draft. You're never going to have every single position have a star at it. You're just not. That's not the reality. The Cincinnati Bengals, again, I keep going back to that comparison of their offensive line. It's horrible. It's patchwork right now. And it didn't matter. Joe Burrow got them to the AFC title. And he beat teams like the Packers this year and the Kansas City Chiefs and the the one-seed Tennessee Titans. So most teams, yes, they are a quarterback away. You're never going to make the roster perfect. It's going to take you forever to do that, to have that strategy in mind. And I don't get how Eagles fans can say that of any fan base after watching 2017. Was that roster seen as Super Bowl caliber before Carson Wentz and Nick Foles went God mode? That year? No, it was seen as a team. I predicted them that year to go nine and seven. I thought Carson Wentz would take another step and they would contend for the playoffs and they'd be two games better than they were in 2016. Instead, Carson Wentz was an MVP finalist. Nick Foles was a Super uh, Super Bowl MVP and they won a championship. So you look at it and this roster right now is probably better set up than 2017 if they had an elite quarterback. 
with the offensive line they have, with Devontae Smith, with Dallas Goddard, with the running backs they have, with the defense having a true CB1 in Darius Slay. And you could still, you know, you don't have to sell the future for one of these players or even milk this entire class. Even if you gave up two first-round picks, Jalen Hurts and Andre Dillard and maybe a future pick, you'd still have a first-round pick this year. You'd still have a second-round pick. You have such a luxury this year of being able to overpay for a franchise quarterback. And guess what? The word overpay and franchise quarterback shouldn't be a thing. You can't overpay for a franchise quarterback. You can't put a price on that. And you probably wouldn't even have to overpay. You probably wouldn't even have to give up all your picks because you have an asset in Jalen Hurts that you could use. You have players like Andre Dillard that you could use, and you could probably get it done. So I just feel like, you know, it's not realistic that any of these star quarterbacks are going to be available, nor would they potentially be interested in Philadelphia. But again, this conversation has to do with the hypothetical world where one of those guys does become available and they would sign off on coming to Philadelphia. And Russell Wilson is really the focus here. And I'm all in on that. At 33 years old, Russell Wilson, you can get another five, six years out of him. And that's a lifetime when it comes to having an elite quarterback. I'll take five to six years of top-tier quarterback play over, you know, more of that that for an inexpensive, good quarterback. I want the elite guy. And I still think Russell Wilson is that player. I, re- I really do. And if he becomes available, I am all in, especially after watching the postseason this year and just confirming, again, it continues to confirm what we know about what it takes to be a contender in the NFL. This is Locked On QB1 on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked On Eagles. Guys, today's show is sponsored by GetUpside. It's an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. Uh, Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill up. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making as much as two dollars to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN. And guys, today's show is also sponsored by the best tasting protein bar in the world. It's Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. It makes it easier to stick to your resolution. It's a bar covered in 100% chocolate, but it's all of the flavor and none of the guilt. It's healthy, only 130 calories in every bar, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Go to BuiltBar.com or Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off. And there's so many flavors to choose from when you get to Built.com. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, something for every taste bud. Again, Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. All right, guys, Louis DiBiase here of Locked On Eagles wrapping up this Wednesday edition of the show. It's Locked On QB1. Thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. 
And, you know, we're talking about how the playoffs pertains to the Eagles and their long-term decision at quarterback. And I, you know, use the example of these final four teams and what they recognize it takes to be consistently great. And it has to do with top-tier quarterback play. And they've all either made the move to find that guy or they're working towards finding that guy, you know, with Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers. And it made me just think, rethink things about Jalen Hurts and also think about if a guy like Russell Wilson became available, what I would be willing to pay for him. And it's pretty much anything. And, you know, the other reason why the Bills-Chiefs game is what really put me over the top about this and really start to think about this more is because of how good Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are and the plays they can make that only a few other guys can really make. And why that game specifically was even more frustrating to me, you know, number one, it just it represented how hard it is to find that quarterback, right? There is some teams that have been searching for years. Some teams have been searching for decades. Some teams have never found that guy. The Buffalo Bills took over two decades to go from Jim Kelly to Josh Allen. So that was part of the frustration and the realization, the reality that set in about where the Eagles are currently at at quarterback and that kind of player that they don't have anymore. And why it's more frustrating is because a few years ago, we thought the Eagles had that guy with Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is still part of the frustration to me when I was watching that football game. Because a few years ago, you thought you had that Josh Allen. You thought you had that Patrick Mahomes. And he was that guy that I remember in 2017 being on Twitter and seeing fans of other teams be like, damn, wish we had that kind of player. Wish we had a Carson Wentz that could pull a rabbit out of a hat and completely take over games, making plays that others didn't. And that's why it was tougher to watch because you know the Eagles don't have that guy and you know at least for a little bit you felt like they had him. It just kind of brings you back to how frustrating it is the way it ended. In the tough spot, it puts you in now to find that next guy. And I'm not going to get back into who's to blame between Carson and the organization. We know who Wentz is now, but the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter why we got to this point. The fact of the matter is we did get to this point, and it is it makes it tougher to watch top-tier quarterback play knowing that you don't have that anymore. And it kind of brought me back to a little flashback to 2015. I remember there was a day in college that I was at an 8 a.m. class. I think it was media literacy or something like that. And I remember reading an article. Uh, I think it was NJ.com, maybe Elliot Shore Parks at the time. And it was the year after Sam Bradford took the Eagles to 7-9, and nine, and he was okay, good, not great. And you kind of felt like you were in that quarterback purgatory that you could be in right now. And the article was quarterback options for the Eagles in 2016 before I thought they could trade up for Carson Wentz. They had an average quarterback at that time in Sam Bradford, and I just remember seeing the options in that article, and I'm like, damn, it is really hard to find that guy. And I don't know how you're going to find him, but it is difficult. And I don't like being, I don't like feeling like the Eagles are back in that situation. And I think Jalen Hurts has a way better chance to be more than just a good quarterback compared to Sam Bradford, even though Bradford was a first overall pick. But at the same time, Right now, I don't think Jalen Hurts can get to the level of Joe Burrow, of Patrick Mahomes, of Matt Stafford, of Josh Allen, where he's worth keeping for years to come. I just, can you make it to an NFC title with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, the Niners did it with Jimmy Garoppolo. The Vikings did it with Case Keenum. You know, I mean, the Broncos did it with a horrible Peyton Manning that was on his last legs. He was one of the worst starting quarterbacks in football that year. You can do it once or twice. The Jaguars did it with Blake Bortles. But how many of those teams consistently got back? Minnesota never got back. 
Jacksonville never got back. Denver's still looking for that guy seven years later. San Francisco got there twice with Jimmy Garoppolo, but they know it's not sustainable. They need Trey Lance. The Rams knew with Jared Goff, they needed more. They needed Matt Stafford. The Bengals needed Joe Burrow. The Chiefs needed to go from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. The Bills had to go from Tyrod Taylor to Josh Allen. That's the way it's going to be. And if that guy becomes available this year, even I still believe Jalen Hurts can get a lot better in year three, but it doesn't matter how good he can get because he's not going to be better than Russell Wilson this year. And I don't think it's realistic to expect a veteran star to be available for the birds. But if there is one, I'm paying the price. I'm paying what it takes. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Eagles. Thank you so much for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day or your first watch. We're available on YouTube and every podcast platform that you listen to the show. And we're on Twitter. Hit us up at Locked on Birds and at DBASI. L-O-E. We'll be back tomorrow for another edition of LOE. Until then, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And let's go birds.